new drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. I've been saying this for a long time. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casinos and Blackhawks always, Blackhawk, excuse me, always have the best promotions. They're giving away a Tesla now. Are you kidding me? A Tesla? If you don't want it, they're going to give you over $33,000 in cash instead. Grand prize drawings, 4th of July weekend. Get finals entries every half hour, 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings. Or you can redeem players' points. They have great giveaways. Uh, you're going to love the daily cash drawings. Really lose slots. They can't say that I can. A sports book and terrific food. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so game one tonight. For the first time in 20 years, the Avalanche are going to be playing in the Western Conference Finals. And I look at that top line. You and I talked about it uh, at the top of the show at 4 o'clock. I am not so sure through the opening two rounds of the playoffs, there has been a better trio on the ice than McDavid, Dreisaitl and Kane, you would think one of the guys or two of the guys on the line would be leading the playoffs in goal scoring. You wouldn't think it's Evander Kane, and he is. <laughs> you know, you have, <clears throat> you have forgotten more about hockey than I know, but this is what I do know. A perfect top line is a very talented, creative center paired with a sniper or a guy Brian who, who, with can Mike Bossy. who can score goals. And with? And then you need a guy who is willing to park his butt in front of the net, dig pucks out of corners, and that is Evander Kane. And be and, a little bit of an enforcer. Yep. That was Clark Gillis. Right. So when you have that type of line, that is a dangerous line to face. Now I look at what the Avs have. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'll ask you, what is McDavid? 10. I agree. What's McKinnon? 9. What is Dreisaitl? 9.5. He's a 10. He's a 10. He's a 10. He's a 9.5. Fine. What's That's Rant- to get him a little below okay. McDavid. That's fair. What's what's Rantanen? If you're going to grade on the curve. Rantanen right now. Right now. No, I mean as a player in general. 8. Okay. What is Kane? In the playoffs, he's a 10. He's he's a guy who's imploded through his entire career. Whenever right. he was counted on to be reliable, has blown up, done stupid things. So it's almost like you have to put an asterisk next to anything attached to his accomplishments now because I'm, I'm cynical about whether he's going to be able to keep it up even through the playoffs. By that, I mean playing with poise and not, and not being stupid. I think what you're saying is... I don't believe that. I don't believe this is the real Evander. I think what you're saying is you hope he goes all cadre in this series, <laughs> right? Is that an unfair statement? Because I don't you... think it is. You hope he goes cadre, does something stupid, gets suspended. Oh, cadre has that in his past. I think he does. Not... Yes, but cadre. You're listen, talking about his reputation. That's right. Both of Kane's reputation is worse than cadre's. I agree. 
Oh, I totally agree. Because so many other elements are involved in it than simple hockey on ice. So you know, he's you hear him talk, you watch him play, and you really want to believe in him, but then you, he just doesn't live up to that fate. So you look at Kane over the course of his career, he's not even a, a seven and a half or an eight, but in these playoffs, he's a ten. But you were talking earlier about oh, like John Elway, now you shouldn't get credit because of what Peyton Manning did. Did Evander Keane is reaping the benefits of playing with dry side. No question. So does it, does that mean it doesn't count? Well, it counts in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah. Because he's on the top line. He's going to get opportunities that he wouldn't get on a line that he belongs on, which is probably a third line. I just don't believe he, uh, this is not a monumental statement or an outlandish prediction. I don't think he can keep it up. Dry and McDavid by, by themselves. Maybe they can. Well, okay, so you look at the opening two playoff series, and both of those series featured against the Oilers at least one very good Mm -hmm. two-way forward, like a Ryan O'Reilly, and they couldn't do anything against McDavid in that line. Mm -hmm. However, Ryan O'Reilly did a fantastic job, except for one game, on Nathan McKinnon. Yes. But I think... No question about that. So, Ryan Ryan O'Reilly is is one of the most underrated players in the sense he doesn't he isn't spectacular right. and you have to pay attention to get what mm-hmm. he's about. So you you look at the offense for the Oilers. You look at the offense for the Avs. I mean, you have to include Duncan Keith in all this talk too. Dun- I, I include Duncan Keith because of his championship medal and he's a grizzled veteran like a Ray Bork. Yes. However, he's not the same player. No, he isn't. And you look at their defense overall, and it's nothing spectacular. I mean, Tyson Berry. He's, he's a goal I think, scorer. I believe Tyson Berry used to play for the Avalanche. He did. He's a goal scorer, and that's fine. But he's not one of their top three defensemen. Is he? No, probably not. Right. I mean, he'll play on the power play, but he's not one of their top three defensemen. When you look at the Avs, where they were weak so many years ago, you're like, man, are they going to be able to fill up a lineup of six guys? Did we, didn't we say that like Three, four years ago? Yeah. Right. Not anymore. Now now they have guys who will be starting for other teams being a healthy scratch. Ryan Murray is sitting and hasn't played a playoff game. Right. He was like the second pick in the NHL draft. Right. He's watching from the press box. Right. Defensively, I think, is where the Avalanche have a tremendous advantage. I think goaltending is a wash. I think the top line – go ahead. I'd kind of like to be rooting for both of the goaltenders to rise to the occasion and make, and make make that part of the entertainment package. Maybe each guy steals the game where you're going, where'd that come from? Yeah, but against these offenses, you think that's going to happen? Probably not. No, no. I, I don't think so at all. So, but this Oilers team reminds me of the Avs of last year and the year before and the year before. Breakthrough. Dynamic top line. And what else you got? Yeah. You shut down the McKinnon, Landis, Scott, Granton line. What do you got? Well, and the answer wasn't a lot. Well, the funny thing was early in the year, there was some concern when the Avalanche got off to the four, five, and one start that they weren't just, they just weren't as good as last year with Bellamar and some other people involved in, in the depth up front and proven to be wrong. Uh, and the acquisitions at the deadline, Nico Sturm has not been quite. You might want him for face-offs, but he hasn't been the the advertised panacea uh, right. at forward. 
Um, Josh Manson has been up and down. It's been good by the, the way, that's an interesting story. It's been good in the playoffs. In this series, it's it's an interesting story. You're bringing him back, by the way? He's going to be a free agent. I think they have to, if, if they can. Have to? It's quite a statement. They have to? Yeah. If they, Yes, I do. I think they want to. The problem is, of course, they only have so many dollars to spend, and they're right. going to have to be very careful with it. But I'd bring Manson back. I, I, would think, lo- I think he would be a, not, not a bargain, but he would be a bang for the buck. If you can get him at the right price. Yeah. You know what the problem is, though? When you win a Stanley Cup, your price goes up just because you touched that cup. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing in the it. Super Bowl. You know, you, you play for a Super Bowl winning team. People think, ooh, you're getting some of that magic. I got news for you. No, you're not. Manson this morning talked about uh, the rivalry, the head-to-head matchup with his father, the assistant coach for the Edmonton Oilers. And they haven't played each other more. I think it's just once, actually, during the regular season because his dad came up to the Oilers staff uh, early in this calendar year. And so he was a tremendous physical defenseman himself. Dave Manson. His, Dave was. He was a good player. Yeah. So they're, they're talking right. now this morning about how Dave went out and visited his granddaughter. And uh, they were trying to figure out if the granddaughter is going to be rooting for the Oilers or the Avalanche. And Josh said she better be rooting for the Avalanche. So that's kind of a cute secondary story. Yep. Yeah. I mean, grandpas have only so much influence. I would hate to think that the granddaughter's rooting for the grandfather but, instead of the dad. But grandfathers ruin their grandchildren. Of course they do. So shouldn't the grandchild root for the grandfather? Not if the kid is smart. <laughs> Not if the kid understands who feeds that child. Yeah. Who gives the you know gives gifts or whatever. But it's interesting. Though. But yes, as a grandparent, you always get. Are you a grandparent? No. Oh, okay. You always get a chance to be the good guy. You know what I'm going to do as a grandparent? I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've said this to my daughter. I am going to be the best grandparent. I really am. For my grandchildren and the parents' worst nightmare. How so? Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, it. I, I hate to use the word payback because it's not <laughs> literally payback. Oh, I'm going to be serving them Cokes at Nine o'clock at night, handing them sugar, giving them cookies. You are and, the worst nightmare. I know, it's, but my my grandkids. What's are gonna, the payback for? My my grandkids are going to love it. Are you kidding? I I'll tell you what I used to do. This is not an exaggeration. Before I had kids, and my friends had kids, you th- you will think I'm making this up, and I am not. This is the God's honest truth. I used to walk into a toy store and say. What is the noisiest, most <laughs> annoying toy that you have? And they'd point it out, and I say, "I'll take it." Well, no price, no object. Well, I'm not. I'm not looking for a, for a Cadillac. What kind of toys? Oh, something that's really noisy and really Laser annoying. Type noise. Anything. Anything that would drive a parent crazy. So that will be me. With friends like you, with a grandfather like you, right? No, the grandkids will love me. Because all kids love noisy toys. All kids love sugar and cookies and brownies and cake. What happened to encourage this nasty side in you? I just think it's fun. If I have an opportunity, but you said it was payback. Payback. No, no I don't. What? I don't mean literally, and I didn't. I didn't mean it literally. Listen, when you have kids, and I'm crazy about my daughter, that you always have those moments, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm crazy about my daughter. How long until you're going to be a grandfather? I hope not for another twenty years. And she, she's about to be 14. 
Okay. So I'm, I'm hoping not for a long time. Oh, it's going to be fun. I will spoil those kids rotten, and I will love every minute of Are it. Are you taking notes in a little journal to remind you of what to do? I don't need a reminder. I already know what to do. It's already in my head. I am ready to go, and hopefully that day does not come for a minimum of 15 years or so. I don't, I don't want my daughter having a child at 18. You know why? Because if she does, that means I'm the parent, <laughs> and I have no interest in that. I'm past that. Coming up after the break, CBS Sports had an article titled, Teams who will have top 10 defenses. Are the Broncos on the list? That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver. Well, if you want to you know, do him, that's fine. I mean, we're still friends. But at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. That was my. I don't think I slept up all last week. I don't think so. I don't think you did either. But I'm off to a great start this week, right? Uh, Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, uh, I've been taking testosterone for a very long time, and I got to tell you, it can be pricey. It can be inconvenient, like having to go to the pharmacy, like having to go to the doctor. And you know what? I found a place that does everything that I need. It's called Low T99. It's the first all-inclusive treatment for just 129 bucks a month. Now, what does $129 a month include? It's going to include all the supplies, and they fed exit to you on the button. When you need it, it is there because they know when you're going to run out. You don't have to make any phone calls at all. Uh, lab work, I'm getting ready to do some lab work. Yeah, I have to go to the lab, but I don't have to pay for it. You know why? Because it's all included in 129 bucks a month. I don't have to go to the doctor's office anymore. Why? Everything is done with the doctor remotely. Couldn't be any more convenient. It couldn't be any better of a price. I wish I would have found these guys sooner. Do what I did. Go to lowt99.com. That's lowt99.com. Lowt99.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. CBS Sports had an article titled, Teams Will Have a Top 10 Defense. Article says, for sure, they believe it'll be the Rams, the Saints, and the Bills. Then they have a second tier, and the heading is somewhat likely. These are the teams, the Broncos, Ravens, Cowboys, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Steelers, Niners, and Buccaneers. I'm not so sure the Broncos will have a top 10 defense. Well, that that article lists three as definite, and then nine is somewhat likely. That's 12, so you only really have to cut off two to maybe get 10. Right. So So do you think the Broncos will make the cut? No. Uh, It all depends, in my mind, on Bradley Chubb. His health? Yes. Randy Gregory's health, his his ability to be on the field, all of those things. And Darby. I like Darby. 
I don't have a problem with Darby. I like the I like the upgrade of DJ Jones. I think that was a fantastic addition. And K1 is a terrific addition as a slot corner. But it all depends on cop out, but it depends on health there. Well, yeah, but I think for all teams, it depends on health. So how I look at it as, look at every team healthy. And to me, it also comes down to complementary football, too. And Sertan is a given. Sertan actually picked up Wilson in practice today. (laughs) Now, I think it was more of a great interception by Sertan than it was a mistake by Russell Wilson. But that's neither here nor there. Sertan is a star in the making. Darby is good enough to be your number two corner. And Kwan Williams is a terrific nickel corner. I like DJ Williams. Mike Purcell is a, is good. Draymond Jones should hopefully take another step. Are you sold on Justin Simmons as an elite player? Yes, I am. He's he's terrific, and he's a great leader in that locker room. I so, think he's a complete. So if you package. throw these guys all in a hat and they stay healthy, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're a top 10. You you, you can make that case, but... But I'll say no because I think the accumulated odds on on a couple of them well, are that they're going to suffer some injuries. Well, you have injury history with Gregory when he plays and Bradley Chubb, your pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Josie Jewell is a terrific leader on defense. He's got a high football IQ. He's a really good tackler. But I don't know who's going to be covering tight ends because it's not going to be him. And anybody that believes that is is crazy. Josie Jewell is a, I told you, to me he's a poor man's Chris Spielman. Really smart football player, really good tackler. And through the opening two games of last year, and I know it's only a two-game sample size, he was really good. Mm-hmm. And he was even better on special teams oh, last year. Did they year. figure him out? What's that? Did they figure him out? Who's they? The opposition. No, he was really good last year in his opening two From games. From there, though. He, well, he, said, he was done. He was done for the season. Yeah, yeah. So he got off to a really good start last season. And I would think he will take another step up. But he doesn't have the physical tools to cover tight ends. So I don't know who that is going to be. I think they have depth at the safety position. Clearly, uh, Justin Simmons is going to be the starter. We'll see what happens with Kareem Jackson. I like Caden Stearns. Everybody's talking about this lock kid. So I do believe they have pieces. How about Caden Stearns? I like Caden Stearns. Caden Stearns. You said they're going to move him around. No, I think they'll move around Kareem Jackson. Now it's a new coaching staff. So Stearns goes into Jackson's spot. I think so. Caden Stearns is a playmaker. It seems like every time he's around the ball, something good happens. Mm -hmm. I like him. And it doesn't mean I don't like Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson, I don't think, can cover like he used to. However, he's a ferocious tackler. So I think they have a lot of pieces, but where they really need the most help is their top two pass rushers staying healthy. And we have never seen any reliability from Chubb or from Gregory reliability in terms of staying healthy or even staying on the field. I like Purcell. It's the same thing there, though. He's a jag. Just another guy. He's good. He's fine. I like DJ Jones a lot. See, but there's I, so I many, like Draymond Jones a lot. There are so many variables here and so many unknowns that that's why I'm not going to jump on it and say, yeah, right. they're, they're a top 10, top 10 defense. If the pieces fall into place, if the moves they make put them in the positions where they can do the most good, if all of that, yeah, they've got a top 10 defense. Well, I think it all comes down to their new defensive coordinator. 
who, by the way, his influences are impressive. He has learned under some really good defensive coordinators. And, oh, by the way, Dom Capers just happens to be on the Broncos staff. Will he be a pseudo-defensive coordinator? No. This is He's still kind this, of this is defense. And the reason why I bring up the defensive coordinator is this is his first time at the job, right? And I look at the 2014 Broncos defense, and I look at the 2015 Broncos defense. There's only one guy who is different from the 14 team and the 15 team, and that was Darian Stewart. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much all the same guys. And the 2014 team, they did, Jack Del Rio didn't scheme well. Uh, they were above average, nothing great. And in comes Wade Phillips, who was always great in his first year as defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. I'm sure you know that. And he turned these guys into monsters, which is a credit to him. The question is, what does Evero do with the talent he has? And if he underutilizes them, like Del Rio did, I'm concerned. If he brings out the best of them, like Wade Phillips did, then I'm confident. I'm a bit wary of a first-year head coach with an offensive background with a first-year defensive coordinator. And a first-year special teams coach. Uh, those qualms may turn out to be unfounded, but we'll have to find out. Well, I, I think the, I think for Nathaniel Hackett, he's got far more on his plate, not only calling plays, mm-hmm. but then trying to be the CEO of the team. So and he, game management. What Should he have hired a veteran defensive coordinator under those circumstances. Not if he felt comfortable with Everett. You can make the mis- you can make the assumption mistakes will be made in game. He's a first year guy. No, I would hire the best guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. I would have hired the best guy. Not a guy because he's older. You know why? Because let's look at what happened in recent memory. Uh, Vic Fangio hires Rich Scangarello and then he hires Pat Shermer. Mm-hmm. Scangarello was a better offensive coordinator than Pat Shermer. So just because you're older doesn't mean you're better. Mm-hmm. might mean you're wiser, but it doesn't mean you're better. It also means you're more set in your ways. But that was also Fangio's acknowledgement that he was stepping even further further away from the offense. He made a huge mistake by hiring Pat Shermer. He, he, he brought out the worst in Drew Locke. And Drew Locke, quite frankly, I don't think is that great anyway. Locke was, was not pretty, great. It's pretty easy to bring out the worst in Drew Locke. No, he was, Locke was at the very least good and played some good games under Scangarella. But then again, Scangarella, for lack of a better phrase, dumbed down the defense. If you feel a guy is going to be a really good offensive coordinator, then that's the guy you hire. But he put all of his eggs in one basket with a bunch of guys who have never held those positions before. And that certainly could be a risk. And we will find out. And that could cost him some games. Very much so. But the only way to get his experience is to what? Have experience. <laughs> So maybe this might not be the year. Maybe next year is the year when all these guys have a year under their belt. Those job interviews where they tell you they want experience and you say, how do I get experience? Right. Right. If you won't hire me. Right. Exactly. Coming up after the break, is this the year that the NHL finally breaks through and becomes a mainstream sport in the United States? Let's look at the way it's lined up. You have the best player in the game of the final four teams. Best player in the game in Connor McDavid. The favorite to win the Stanley Cup in the Avalanche. A team out of New York. The Rangers, number one market. And oh yeah, the defending Stanley Cup champs. Twice. Could it even set up better for this? Or will the NHL still not make any traction? That's nice. <laughs> I wonder where I'm- 
go if I could fly around downtown Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, whether it's building a deck or a fence or anything like that, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99, testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. NHL Western Conference Finals start tonight. It's going to be on TNT. Eastern Conference Finals are going to be on ESPN. If you remember, NHL never really gained a lot of traction on NBC Sports Network. It's as if the sport was thrown into a closet with the lights off. The outdoor network. Right. So, can this Final Four, featuring the best player in hockey, the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, a team out of New York, and the two-time defending champs, help turn the NHL into the right direction where maybe, just maybe, they can be a little bit more mainstream. They're on stations now that we're used to turning to, flipping to, changing to for sports, which I think is a uh, an accomplishment and an attribute that we take for granted in this case. It's on TNT tonight. It doesn't have Kenny, Shaq, Ernie, and Charles, but it has a guy named Wayne Gretzky who is in the house tonight for TNT. Uh, Kenny Albert is doing the play-by-play with uh, Eddie Olchuk as the analyst. Olchuk's great. And and former Avalanche player Keith Jones is doing the benches. Jonesy? Jonesy. Because everybody's name ends in a Y. Olchucky. Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay. Eddie. So this is going to be a major league operation. It was not that it wasn't before. I'm not saying that many, oh, oh, yeah. many of the same announcers are involved that were yes. on NBC Sports. Yeah, but you know I, who they need. I miss Dick, Doc Emmerich. Yep, Doc Emmerich, and uh, yep, he's so good. Yeah, he was. He is so stinking good. That's probably what I miss most. And Gary Thorne. Gary Thorne is great too. Yeah, he's really great at baseball. But 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 I think the thing is, is is the NHL going to gain any traction? I well, know what they're on, but remember. ESPN had hockey for yes. a while, and it's not like it gained a lot of traction. They treated it as somewhat of a stepchild, but they didn't have the NBA at the time. So what, what, now it's going to be a test, and I've alluded to this many times. I thought they were they were going to be greatly challenged to wedge the NHL among the NBA properties that TNT and ESPN had, and I think they've done a pretty good job. In this case, I think we have a case of it's on national TV in Canada to – the Avalanche, you know, I don't, I won't say it's weird, it's, but it's, it's interesting to behold. They've become one of the favorite teams up there. The Colorado Avalanche are one of the favorite teams in Canada. Whether you're a disenfranchised living out in the wilds of why are they so popular in Canada? Well, f- because of the players, McKinnon, McKinnon yeah, and and it all dates back even to the foundation of young kids watching the uh, glory years of the Avalanche. Whether yeah, but at the, the end of the day, it's not about being popular in Canada. It's always going to be popular no, in Canada. No, but I'm saying it's on, it's, on a, it's on Sportsnet in Canada, 
and that's a popular network up there. So right, it's but I'm talking about here I know. because because you could take Connor McDavid, air air airlift him or you, airdrop you're him. You're saying if you're if you're going to a sports bar in Topeka, it might not be on. No, what I'm saying is you could take Connor McDavid, and you can have him walk down the street in L.A., New York, Chicago. Nobody would know who he is. Same thing with McKinnon. Same thing with. But that's Andy because player. of the physical attributes of the players. Dude. That's a very fair statement, and, and you know what? That's exactly where I was going to go. They look like everybody else. Yes, they do. Basketball players. Kale McCarr see- walking down the street. Kale McCarr walking through the, walking through Cherry Creek, for example. You can have Kale McCarr walking through a high school, and people would think he's a junior, because <laughs> that's how young he looks. Yeah, he does. But I think I really do think this is a chance to gain further inroads. I think we have to realize, and I've argued with a lot of people about this, that every sport is every sport except the NFL is now a niche sport. NBA is global, but that doesn't mean they're they're everywhere global. They are global. Okay, I'll put it to you like this: um, Kevin Durant could walk down the streets in China, and everybody would know. A lot of people would know who he is. You could throw him in Europe. People would know who he is. Not in the NHL. Not baseball. You think if you walk down the street in uh, Trevento, Italy, that they would know who he was? Kevin Durant? Hell yeah. Absolutely they would know who he is. You know how I know that? And it's not that I, how do I know that? Campobasso? Would they know who he was, who I was, he was in, in Campobasso? Okay. I was, well, if you're talking about a small little town, I mean, let's not Yeah, go, but you're saying let, everywhere, let, let, globally. Well, okay. There's no such thing as everywhere. Is there? No. There's, okay. So- Take me my word. I don't mean everywhere. <laughs> okay. okay? If, if if Kevin Durant went to our Antarctica, I don't think the Penguins would recognize him. But yes, I said everywhere. But they'd but they'd recognize Sidney Crosby. Here, I'll give you a really good example. I was in San Francisco, and I was with Mandy, and we were waiting for a trolley, and we were standing in line, and I heard a couple of people speaking in Italian, and so I said hello, and they said, "Where are you from?" I said, "Denver." You know what he said to me? That Jokic is a great player, but they have to find a way to get Murray <laughs> and Michael Porter Jr. back. And the guy was from Italy. Okay. From Italy. Okay. My point is basketball is far more global than the NFL is. The NFL is a niche sport in the United States. Basketball is global. Now, hockey is a global sport. It is in, a global sport. In terms of the players who play. And the part and the international tournaments and the Olympic Games and I got IIHF World World Championships. It's a global sport, but not an American sport. China has a hockey team. That's great. I'm sure they're fantastic. Let me know how they do in the Olympics. Point is, is that soccer is a global sport, not an American sport. Hockey is a global sport, not an American sport. The NBA is an American sport first, but a global sport for sure. Baseball, international players, it's it's a it I don't think it's our national pastime. I think they've completely dropped the ball in terms of marketing their own players. Um, you can make the case a lot of those guys look like everybody walking down the street mm-hmm. too. The NBA, you brought you brought it up and you're right. It's a physical thing. When you see a guy who's six foot eight, the first thing you think is, does he play basketball? And wait a minute, does that guy look familiar? And the, the, basketball it, has an advantage. It could be a guy from Lithuania too. That's right. Now, in the United States, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are so heavily promoted. But do I believe Aaron Donald could walk down the street in Tampa and people know who he is? Not everybody. No. But certain guys you would recognize. Who's been the best player in baseball for years? Mike Trout. 
he's, he's doing a couple of subway commercials. I think a lot of people would know who Steph Curry is. How about Cabrera? Cabrera? Miguel Cabrera? Yeah, because no. he should have got the MVP. No, did. no, God, no. You, he could walk down the street here and people would know who he is. NHL has a big problem. And it's it's not, it is seen as the second sport here uh, to Canada. And it's probably, and it's probably even further down the line when you go to Russia or you go to Sweden where there are a lot of great hockey players. Mm-hmm. Um, although I heard Gabriel Landeskog on an interview say. Isn't the most amazing thing about him that, that he's speaking to us in his second language? Right. You, you would think he speaks English better than most Americans. But the point is he said on this interview that he gets more attention here than he would in Sweden. Really? Mm-hmm. And he said it's because people know who he is. They just kind of leave him alone <laughs> here. They don't. The, phlegma- the phlegmatic Swede mentality? I don't know what the NHL can do. I mean, they already tried it on Fox with the chip in the puck to make it easier for the fans to follow. That was like 15, 20 years ago. Hockey is a fantastic game. But I don't know. If I was their marketing director, I honestly don't know what I would do except to promote players. And if we're being being completely honest, mm-hmm. uh, are, we, are we putting Andre Vasilevsky in subway commercials? Probably not. No, not now. And you know why? Especially not now. And you know what? He's not an American. And well, Ameri- there's, there's Ameri- other reasons involved there, too. Oh, okay. But Americans love Americans. They do. Wayne Gretzky was the outlier. And Wayne Gretzky became Wayne Gretzky because he played for the Kings, not because he played for the Oilers. Once he moved oh, here. Oh, no, I disagree. I think he was very, every bit. He was he was prominent and re- renowned and respected. I agree and, and revered, revered gr- even even the, as a Edmonton Oilers because he was so accepted. He was better when he was with them anyway. My point is, he became a national celebrity in the United States when he played for the Kings. He was recognized here, but he became a national celebrity because he played for a U.S. team, even though he's Canadian. So I, 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 I don't know what I would do as a marketing director. I really, I really don't. Because I'm sure a lot of things have been tried. They just haven't worked. They've tried to play up the international angle. Yeah, I, I'm just Oh, saying, that's the worst thing you could do in the United States. But I'm very cynical about the NBA just falling into the, uh, the uh, global nature of the game because they were so reluctant to embrace it. They didn't fall into it at all. David Stern pushed it, wanted to make no, it a global d- sport. N- well, he's yeah. also the guy who stood at the microphone and said America's game. But that's fine. David Stern pushed the NBA to be a global sport, and that was under his watch. And I'll tell you right now, you know who buys more Nike shoes than anybody else? I don't know. China. You know why? Because they like to associate themselves with winners. Where well, are the uh, shoes made? What, what? Say it again? Where are the shoes well, made? I'm, I'm sure they're made there, too. My point is is that people from China like to associate themselves with winners. So once you win a title, you are a hero in China, like a LeBron James, like a Michael Jordan, like a Kevin Durant. I think the NBA leaped into the internationalization after a while. I'm just saying that yeah. when, I'm, when I was covering the league... Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about today. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking I, about 20 years well, ago. Okay, when I was covering the league, they didn't exactly they didn't exactly enthusiastically embrace the idea of being an international. No, that's league. fine. But would you agree it's completely yes. different today at one age? Oh, yes. Yeah, and that's my point. But that was a David Stern thing. But then again, David Stern was also helped a lot by a couple of guys named Magic and Larry. Yeah. 
Okay. And then three, three, four years later, some guy named Mike Jordan. Well, the, the, the dream team in Barcelona really got it, got, got it going because no question. everybody saw that. Everybody was very much interested in seeing it. And they beat, they beat a very good Lithuania team by whatever it was. And who spearheaded that? Who was the commissioner? David, David Stern. David Stern. You got to go to the game. Okay. I want to make sure that you have some sort of a pregame meal. Danny, what do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Rumors floating around about a certain NFL star's retirement and also Steph Curry. He's got a lot of awards, but one yet to be on his mantle. Does he get it done this postseason? We'll talk about that next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at tfry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, Go to rmfp.com. I'll solo for the next four minutes. I hope I can make it. Terry is off to game one of the Western Conference Finals. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, rumors have been floating around since the Super Bowl that Aaron Donald might retire. Recently on the I Am Athlete podcast, Donald said if he and the Rams don't agree on a new contract, he is at peace with his career coming to a close. Donald is signed through the 2024 season, but has no guaranteed money remaining on that contract, wants to get another deal done, wants to stay in L.A. because he believes that's his best chance at winning another Super Bowl. He said winning another Super Bowl is important. The business side of it is the business side of it, and that needs to be worked out too, but he has no qualms with ending his career here if that's how things go. Uh, Would Aaron Donald... Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, only 31 years old. Would his retirement be more surprising than Andrew Luck's retirement at the age of 29? They'd be different. Uh, First of all, Andrew Luck retired because the Colts could not build an offensive line to protect him, and he had to retire because of injuries. With that, Aaron Donald, I believe, a while back, and I read this, he said he only wanted to play about eight years anyway. He never said he wanted to play for a long time. He actually said eight years. Well, after this season... He has played eight years, and he you can make the case. He has accomplished what he's wanted to accomplish. He has been Defensive Player of the Year. He has won a Super Bowl. He has made a lot of money, and God willing for him, when he does leave, he's not going to leave with potentially getting CTE or any serious injury. Playing 10 years, that's a long time. I mean, we look at guys who retired early. Uh, Jim Brown retired early. Barry Sanders retired early. You can make the case Calvin Johnson still had more game in him. Eight to ten year career, man, if he could walk away healthy, tons of money in his pocket, 
individual awards, Super Bowl, man, good for him. Talk about a guy walking out on his own terms. Because usually, 99% of all NFL players are told they can't play anymore. He can walk away on top. He's coming off another terrific season and a Super Bowl win. Yeah, he, he did have a great year. He was third in the Defensive Player of the Year voting, so didn't win it this year, but still in the conversation as he is still a very dominant player. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how that'll turn out for him. I, I enjoy watching Aaron Donald. I think he is, without a question, one of the best defensive players in our league right now. Well, let me look this up real quick. I I, I believe he's won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of times. He's won three it times. three times. Yep. 17, 18, 20, 20. I mean, he's going to go down as one of the best defensive players to ever play this game. What else does this guy need to prove if he can walk away healthy? I mean, good for him. Clearly, he's a lock as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And whenever he does retire, outside of Tom Brady retiring the same year or Aaron Rodgers retiring the same year, he will be the headliner in Canton. Most definitely. Uh, just in case you missed it, Warriors point guard Steph Curry is the favorite to win NBA Finals MVP. He's minus 105 on FanDuel Sportsbooks. Uh, despite being a three-time champ, Steph has never won the Finals MVP. It went to Andre Iguodala one year. It went to Kevin Durant the other two years. Will Curry follow up his Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP with his first Bill Russell Finals MVP? I hope he gets it. I really, really do. But I've heard some people suggest this is missing from his resume. It's not. It's not. It's about how you do over the course of four to seven games. With all due respect to Andre Iguodala, he's not going into the Hall of Fame. Let's look at guys who won the Super Bowl MVP. They're not going into the Hall of Fame. And Chauncey Billups, who we love here in Denver, he is borderline at best. Getting... And if you got an MVP award for an entire season over 82 games, that's an accomplishment. Over seven games, uh, I, I'm not so sure. Con Smythe Trophy goes to the best performer in the playoffs. That is far more significant than an NBA Finals MVP. It is such a small sample size. Somebody could go off and get hot. Listen, if Clay Thompson goes off and gets hot and he wins it, does that take away from Steph Curry's career? Hell no, it doesn't. All right, that was the Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. They always have great specials right now. All 750 milliliter Spanish and Portuguese wines are 15% off. Don't forget, Argonaut delivers in the Denver metro area. Any delivery over 100 bucks. That is going to be for free. Check them out off of Colfax or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us, Nolan. Great job today, Danny. Great to have you back. Hope you had a great time at your concert. Thank you. Yeah, good to be back. For Terry Fry, make it the best possible night you can.